Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Renee A., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's Thursday, February 23rd, and today we're reading from the big book, and we are on page 63. We're reading the second paragraph, starting with, we were now at step three, and ending with, at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. And we're going to share on that one paragraph only. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Jen P., the 12 Traditions, Monette M., and readers of the text are Katie G. and Martha Z. The reference numbers for Wednesday, February 22nd, are as follows. The 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 19,988, that's 19988, and the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 19,989, 19989. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jen P. to read the 12 steps for us. Jen? Good morning, Renee. This is Jen P., Recovering Compulsive Overeater from New Jersey, and so grateful to read the 12 steps. Step one. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Okay, now I'm going to ask Monette M. to read the 12 traditions. Monette? Good morning. This is Monette. Can you hear me? Monette, we're having a hard time hearing you. I heard you say your name, and then I can't hear anything else. Can you hear me now? Uh Uh-huh, sure can. Go right ahead. Okay, thank you. Uh, This is Monetta M., a recovered compulsive overeater. And these are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Tradition 1, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our root purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself and our group conscious. Our leaders are their trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop compulsive overeating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Those problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OAA such ought never be organized that we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you. Thanks, Monette. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're on page 63, the second paragraph, starting with, we were now at step three, and ending with, at last, abandon ourselves utterly to him. We're sharing on that one paragraph only, and I am now going to ask Katie G. to begin reading for us. Katie? Good morning, Renee. Thanks for your service. Good morning, everyone. Katie G., Recovered 
compulsive eater in Boston. We were now at step three. Many of us said to our maker as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves to him. Whee! Okay, the final uh, the final terms of surrender, right? I've um, spent we've spent a lot of time on these beautiful paragraphs talking about what my life looks like um, sober, and I can tell you that over the last uh, couple years, um, I said that I was recovered and I was destroying my life. Right? I, I was I was living my life based on self because I believed from the time that I was little, that in order to be happy, I had to get what I wanted. And in order to get what I wanted, um, I had to push, I had to fix, I had to manage, I had to control. And the thing is, you know, what I'm learning is that the farther that I move away from myself and my selfish needs and wants and demands that I feel good all the time, the closer I get to God. So this is like a final term of surrender, right? Like so so last year I was destroying my life because I just thought that if I could just get thin enough I would be happy. My husband threatened the D word. My children didn't have a mom who was present with them. You know, and um and what I love about sixty to sixty three is I can go back and I can see, Katie, you're forever trying to arrange the lights, the scenery and the ballet. And the thing is, like, my life is no longer my business, right? Like, that's what I'm saying. And the the first time I said this, I had no idea what I was saying. All I knew is that my life was a total mess. And, you know, when I think of this bondage of self, this slavery to self, what I think of is, you know, I'm recovered and I'm not cured. You know, I get into bondage of self. And I've been talking with people recently. It's like, it's like this wormhole, right? It's like... All of a sudden, all I can think of me and my body and myself, and it feels disgusting because I get trapped in this brain and I can't get out. It's like a, it's like a pinball running around my head, like banging the sides. And I have to tell you, when I get on my knees and I say this over and over and over again, like I'm saying, God, take away my difficulties, not because I want to feel good, but because I have experienced this amazing thing that happens. You know, I'm I'm a woman. I've had experience with exercise bulimia and anorexia. I've had experiences with fertility, with dating, with 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 marriage, with with life, with life without the food, right? With life with God, and that makes me uniquely useful. And when I can call someone and have a conversation with them and tell them it's okay, it's gonna get better. Jill, it is reminder. amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll just wrap with this and say, you know, hold on to your seats because God in step three, he's going to start building and doing with you as he will. And it's amazing. So I'm going to keep coming. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. Okay. 
before I take a list of names, um, let me remind you that although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that other people might share their experiences too. So that means if you shared on Tuesday or Wednesday, we would ask that you'd please step back and let other people share today. So who wants to share on this? Alice W. Jackie B. Alice W. Lauren Grace B. New Jersey. Nancy R. Hold on just a second, guys. Let me tell you who I've got, and it's not that many people because we're just kind of, I mean, it's a great paragraph, and I'm sure everybody wants to share. The only people I got from that are Alice and Jackie and Nancy R. Lisa H. Laura Alice W. Lisa. Loretta H. Felicia D. from Rhode Island. Felicia. Reva P. Reva P. Okay, stop there just a second. And let me tell you who I've got. I've got Alice, Jackie, Nancy R., Leah, Lisa, Loretta D. No, Loretta H., sorry, Felicia, and Reva P. And guys, let's go ahead and stop there for now, and then we'll take a new list of names here in just a second. So obviously, I didn't hear a lot of those last initials. And also, when you get on, would you please let us know the state that you're calling from? So Alice, you're first up, and you'll be followed by Jackie. Go right ahead, Alice. Hi, Alice W. from the UK, compulsive every time. I'm so sorry for saying Alice a hundred times. I think I didn't, it didn't work yesterday, so I just wanted to make sure you could hear me. Um, so I didn't mean to be crazy with it. Um, wonderful reading, and thanks for your service. And, uh, yeah, step three for me was the hardest step. I mean, it's not the hardest step. <laughs> it was the most challenging because I have trust issues and handing my will and my life, making that decision – that's the one I really, I mean, obviously, step one had to be perfect, you know, because that is the one that I had to do perfectly. And step one was really hard, you know, obviously. It took me years, uh, years and years and years and years. But uh, step three, like, what I've noticed is when I really, truly let go and really trust, um, and sometimes I have to act as if, and I say, right, God, this situation I give to you. Okay, so I'll just give an example in my past marriage. I kept handing it over to God and it got worse and worse and worse and I was like come on God for goodness sake you know give me cut me some slack blah 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 it got worse and what happened was God removed that situation and put me in a situation which is a billion times better billion times more loving um and I kept that's what I really kept using that prayer um I wasn't like you know recovered and all the rest of it but I really did use that prayer of, of right I I make it. I hand everything to you, God. And when I do that, it's so much better than I want. I'm so strong-willed, and I fight against everything. You know, I fight all the time. You know, thinking I know best. Um, and you know, when God is building and doing with me, it's just my little plans, my little tiny. Oh, I just want this. I mean, God is like just shoved all that. He's just like stamped on all my once uh, you know in in a brilliant way like he god's my higher powers uh thing for me is just like it's 
it just bowls it out of the water. You know, um, it's just so much more brilliant that I, than I could have wanted for myself. And so I just, um, I just think, you know, and, and it's in that thing, it says, if we're willing, you know, and we have to be ready. And it's so true, like, I have to be ready to go to any length and be really, really willing. Um, it's so important that I am ready to do it. And it's such a trust exercise. But I just my will doesn't work for me. You know, I've got years and years of experience to say it's uh, when I run the show, it's a disaster. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it's all right. And that gives me some false hope. It's like gambling, you know, it's like, oh, I've done better with it. You know, I'm, I'm actually on this now. I'm doing really well. <laughs> but uh, usually, but I always end up on my bum. And um, so I'll leave it there. I, I don't know if that's made sense at all. Um, sorry for being manic again. With reminder. Me. Thank you. <laughs> Just leave it there. Thank you. Thank you, Alice. Okay, up next, we're going to hear from Jackie. Jackie, you'll be followed by Nancy R. Go right ahead, Jackie. Hi, I'm Jackie V. from the Bronx. Thank you so much, everyone, for your service and your shares. Um, for me, step three, it's funny. I've been in the program so long, but um, I can accept that God is in control. But it was the funniest thing. It, even though I said I accepted it took me years before I finally memorized the prayer. You know, my sponsor said, memorize the prayer, memorize the prayer. And I didn't want to. And now it's the first thing I say before I wake up and get out of bed. Um, because I have to remember that always, first and foremost, that I am not God, that I do not control the universe. I do not control the people in front of me, in back of me, from side to side, I control nothing. Um, and that every time I try to control, I hit a wall. And when I hit a wall, I bruise up and say, why is that happening? Because I keep trying to change what I know works. Whenever I try to change what works, it never works. What I have to do is surrender. And step three, surrendering, letting God handle everything and everyone in my path gives me serenity. So that's why I say a third step prayer every single day, because I need serenity. Without that, I can't look at my food, abstinent or not, okay? I can prepare my breakfast, I can prepare my lunch, get ready to go to work, but you know what, if the car doesn't work, if I have to rely on my husband to drive me to work every day, I have to do that. That doesn't change. But with the third step prayer and with God, I can deal with it. I can accept it. And then I can accept that when frustrated, I do a 10th step. When I'm, when I, at the end of the day, I do an 11th step. At the, you know, I write my food down every day, turn it over. So I don't carry the next day's burdens every single day. And that's what the third step gives me every day. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Okay, up next we'll hear from Nancy R. Nancy, you'll be followed by Leah. Go right ahead, Nancy. Good morning. It's Nancy R. from um, Northwest Illinois. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm so grateful for step three. Um, I remember when I 
years ago, um, early on in recovery, and I remember thinking, oh, I can just take step three and be done with it. And um, how naive I was. Um, and how thankful I am to come to learn that step three is a part of my life. Um, continuing to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand God. Um, you know, relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do your will. Relieve me of the bondage of self. What a request and what bondage of self I have that I just need to keep bringing to God um, so that I may um, better do your will and to be able to be bear a bear witness to others of your power, your love, and your way of life. And just asking that I could do your, asking my higher power for what I need to do, my higher powers will always. Like those, that's, there's a lot there always. And so I continue to say this steps repair and I continue um, to just give my will over to this higher power that I know has um, life beyond my wildest dreams available to me. I have something um, trivial in the larger picture of life um, weighing on me and it has to do with a, a remodeling thing I, that I want, I want, I want. And my partner is like, eh, uh, but you need to do that. And um, I just need to give this thought, this desire, um, and offer it, offer it to my higher power and to relieve me of the bondage of self. Because maybe not doing it is more important than making it happen. <laughs> Because that's my bondage of, thank you. That is the, my bondage to self in one example of how I daily need to give it over. And so that, that I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, up next we'll hear from Leah. Leah, you'll be followed by Lisa. Good morning, Leah. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S. Recovered and happily grateful in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, as I understand you, dear God, this is a relationship between me and God. I'm bringing God into my heart, into my mind. To me, God is is like four different characters. God is love to me. God is kind to me. God is uh, tolerant of me, and God is accepting of me. So, God, I offer myself, that means 
the first time I became abstinent, and I wasn't eating nonstop. I was willing to die if I'm not going to have another something to pop into my mouth until my next meal. That means I'm offering myself to you. Oh, but I found out how many other ways I can offer myself to God. But that that was the beginning. That was really to build with me and to do with me. See, after I became abstinent, I became a different person. It was like, hey, I can do it. You know, I can really, really do it. All I got to really believe in this in this thing, this this power, this power has to be more than human. It just is impossible any other way. Now, relieve me of the bondage. Take away my difficulties. You know, I have so many challenges in my life. Not only the food. I'm starting to feel. I'm starting to hurt. I'm starting to become broken. I'm starting to to actually really go through these feelings. And then I overcome those feelings with the help of God because I think about you, dear God, and I bring you into my heart and to my mind. And And that's the witness because then I become a different thing and I see a different solution or I see a different way. It's like unbelievable. So that is your power, God, and your love and your new way of life for me. And it works well with me too. Guess what? That is super, super. Anyway, thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Leah. Okay. Um, Before we hear our next share, if you got on late, let me just um, remind you where we're at. We're on page 63, the second paragraph, starting with, we were now at step three, and ending with, at last, abandon ourselves utterly to him. And we're sharing on that one paragraph. Okay, next up we're going to hear from Lisa. Lisa, you'll be followed by Loretta H. Go right ahead, Lisa. Thanks, Renee. Thanks for taking the meeting. This is Lisa H. um, from Tennessee. Grateful to be here with all of you this morning. Um, We're now at step three, and and we hear often about step three, right? I'm making a decision to go on with the steps, um, which which is what I'm doing. But also with this prayer, right, I'm asking God to go with me. I'm asking God to be with me. I'm asking God to show me the way, um, you know, through the rest of the steps. You know, this is, for me, I'm attempting to make conscious contact with God, with the God of my understanding. I mean, this is the beginning of doing that. I'm, I'm creating time and space for God. Um, and I realize, right, this is just the beginning of cultivating a relationship with power um, to to help me on a daily basis grow this relationship um, with power one day at a time. Um, I, I've told this story before, but I heard a, a speaker say one time that he would get up first thing in the morning and he would kneel down and say, you know, God, I don't know if you exist. I don't know who you are or what you are, um, but, you know, please help me to stay sane and sober today. And then would say this third step prayer. 
and then go about the day. And at the end of the day, he would kneel down again and say, you know, thank you, God, for keeping me sane and sober today and saying this prayer. And he said doing this, you know, actually twice a day on a daily basis, he said eventually um, things started to change. And then he backtracked and said it wasn't that things started to change. It was that I started to change. You know, and I say often that, that prayer for me doesn't change outcomes. But if I'm praying on a daily basis regularly throughout the day, you know, hopefully it does change me. Um, you know, the line at the end that says, making sure we were ready. You know, what does that mean to be ready? Um, you know, for me, right, I had to take step one perfectly, right? I had to, uh, I had to get abstinence, you know, and with abstinence, um, for me, created um, clear-headedness, you know, so that I could actually um, turn my will, right, I'm, my will is my thoughts, turn those thoughts. Um, and my life, right? My life is my actions. So turning my thoughts and my actions um, over to God, right? And again, I have to do this on a daily basis. Sometimes an hourly basis could be minute to minute. Um, and I, for me, I have to do this with as much rigorous honesty as I can, right? So that I get out of self, um, reminder. ask God to come in. Thank you. Ask God to come in. Um, and then I'm establishing a relationship. I am trying to create, cultivate a relationship with God so that I can go on with the rest of the steps. And thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Lisa. Okay. Next up, we'll hear from Loretta H. Loretta, you'll be followed by Felicia, I think. Go right ahead, Loretta. Thank you, and thank you, everybody on this line, along with my precious God, who saves my life. We were at step three. Yesterday, I had the honor of actually working with somebody who wanted to give me their step three, and before we even started, we went from page um, 61 and changed to the prayer and changed everything to I. And I had her count the many times, and I will get the information today of how many times she used the word I. And that's why, relieve me of the bondage that I may better do that. Take away my difficulties. My difficulties are my self-seeking, my dishonesty, my selfishness, my fear, my um, resentment so that I can go into this day and into any situation with, and the um, concept for this step is trust, that I can go into any situation with trust. And I've just made a decision, but I've identified that I have these issues, which is the um, tradition, and then I have the courage, once I make that decision, to actually take action to proceed with the steps. So as somebody else said, today with work, the knowledge and understanding I have of this step, I turn my will, which is my thinking, which is where most of my problems lie, and I turn my life, which are my actions, 
And today my actions have to be God-centered. You know, I do thy will always. We thought hard before we took this step because today I have to believe, believe, believe that I have the courage and I identify as this person with difficulties that are the bondage of self and that I go into this next phase, which is, if you're new, working steps 4 through 12, you're taking the action and that's your life. And I shared with somebody the other day, we were talking about trust fund babies. And I realized that I am actually, when I'm starting to work this step, I actually become a trust fund baby because I trust God and he gives me everything I'll ever need or want because um, he loves us. He loves us. So today, all of us are trust fund babies. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Loretta. Okay, up next, we're going to hear from Felicia or Alicia. I'm not really sure what I heard. (laughs) Okay. All right, go right ahead, and you'll be followed by Reva P. Hi, my name is Felicia, S-E-L-I-C-I-A. Last initial is D from Rhode Island. And I can't believe I made it on this paragraph. Um, I just have to say that for me, this paragraph has me do uncomfortable things sometimes. And my heart's pounding because I give myself messages like I'm I'm not healthy enough to share and there's these giants that should share. But to me, God tells me I have to participate in the program, and so I'm trying to have the courage to to share. Um, when I took my step three in October, it was I was about two weeks abstinent, and it was the day after my husband asked me for a divorce because he thought he was in love with someone else, and um, and I felt broken, and. A few days later, he came back and said that he he thought he was wrong and he wanted to try, and I felt more broken. And I have spent 50 years trying to wheel and deal and finagle and figure out what the solutions are to things. And one of the things that God has revealed to me in my process of recovering is that I, in the past, put security responsibility, my emotional or physical security responsibility on my husband and was never going to go to God 100% when I could have this faulty belief that someone in skin would do it for me. And um, for me, step three is sometimes being really uncomfortable and not running, not finding alternative ways along with the food, you know, chaos, um, anxiety can be addictive for me, overscheduling, um, saving people so that I feel better about myself, not actually altruistic. And um, I'm appreciative that God can remove these difficulties if I believe it and allow it. And for me, for decades of being in and out of OA, I didn't believe it and I wouldn't allow it. And so I was saying the prayer, but my heart was closed and I was in denial. 
I'm very grateful that um, that God has opened my heart and that I can be here. I can't believe that I can have neutrality and I can't believe that God actually loves me so much and I still don't totally understand it. And I even was trying to do step three every day. I still have defects that aren't removed and get in General my reminder. way. But I know that God is going to figure it out because I can't. And I'm so grateful for the program and for Vision and for the big book. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Felicia. Okay, up next we'll hear from Reva P. Reva, you are up, and then we'll take a new list of names after Reva shares. Hi, good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. Um, I say this prayer every day, but what's striking me um, is the bondage of self. Um, and we've been reading about self, 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 and that that's the root of my problem. Um, and for me, the self has to do with the thinking, the thinking that drives the behavior, which is what got me uh, picking up um, and the stories I tell myself, and that's bondage, and that will kill me. And that will kill me in abstinence um, and not in abstinence. Um, and I love where it says, take away my difficulties. Um, and you know, when I first read this, I thought, my difficulties, yeah, like the finances, the people that are bugging me, the people that aren't doing what I want, but the difficulties arise out of self and the difficulties arise out of my faulty, warped, disease thinking, um, not out of the circumstances. Um, and you know, it doesn't say bondage of food, it says bondage of self. Again, reminding me the root of my problem. Um, and I don't just say this, Every morning, I think this is every time I hit a wall, every time I'm starting to get into my will, and it can be all throughout the day, it's an offer, an offer, a readiness to do or give something. It's like, okay, I'm ready to um, not just embark on the steps, but what that means is I'm ready to turn my will over um, to God's will. And I love where it says in the AA 12 and 12, um, it is when we try to make our will conform with God's that we begin to use it rightly, and that my whole trouble had been the misuse of willpower. I had used it to bombard my problems instead of attempting to bring it into agreement with God and his intention for me. So it's not that I don't have will, it's just I need to align it with God's will. And I love where it says at the end, abandon, and we've read that you know, in a couple of places before abandoned, like if I think of an abandoned house, everybody's gone, like there's nobody there. And that's what happens as I embark on the steps. By the time I complete the step process and I get through step nine onto like step 10, 11, 12, the old self is gone. And the people I see who are recovered, these are not the same people. It's not just the body weight. Um, they are just not the same people. And it all starts with what's going on in my head which drives this whole um, disease. Whoops, Reva, we lost you. I'm going to press star one, see if you can I think I finish your... I'll... 
I think I finished. I don't know where I got cut off. So um, I want that all just passed. Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much for sharing with us. Um, all right. So um, if you just joined us, first of all, I want to let you know where, we, where we're at today. We're on page 63. We're on the second paragraph. We're starting with, we were now at step three. And we're ending with, at last, abandon ourselves utterly to him. We're sharing on that one paragraph. And I also want to remind you, before I take a new list of names, um, we do value your experience. But if you did share on Tuesday or Wednesday, we would like for you to step back and give other people a turn. So with that, who would like to share? Anne-Marie Kay. Anne-Marie Kay. Pamela, Pamela P. Rick from Pennsylvania. Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Okay, let me tell you who I've got. Hold on just a minute. Let me tell you who I've got. I I don't know. It's Amory or Emory. I'm not sure. Anne-Marie K. Oh, Anne-Marie. Got it. Pamela P. and Rick J. That's who I've got so far. So far. Karen P. Laurel D. Karen. Linda D. Laura and Linda D. Okay, let's stop there. That's all I'm going to have room for, guys. Um, So let me tell you who I've got. I've got Anne-Marie. I've got Pamela P., Rick J. Uh, There was a Karen in there, a Laura, and a Linda D. Okay, so obviously didn't get a bunch of those initials. Also need the state that you're sharing from. Um, Go right ahead, Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, press star one. Hi, good morning. This is Anne-Marie Kay, a very grateful recovered compulsive overeater in Pennsylvania. And this, thank you, thank you, Rivka. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better, but what I wanted to say about this this particular reading, this prayer, as I start each day and recite it, I think about my first time in this program 30 years ago when I hadn't understood what surrender meant. And this time it'll be uh, tomorrow, God willing. I'll have 19 months because the 24th of July is my, my accident date. And tomorrow is my 70th birthday. And I finally have surrendered. I understand what it means to be selfless. I love this program. I love the spiritual experience that I have received by finally being able to do that third step prayer. I remember saying to my sponsor about maybe two weeks in, we were on, not even two weeks in, we were on on the third step. And I remember saying, you know, one of the things that happened, I had the white light moment 30 years ago with cigarettes coming home from an LA meeting. When I asked God, and I was smoking two cigarettes a day, and I asked God to take away the compulsion as I was watching my dad die of emphysema. And I haven't had a cigarette in 35 years. It was taken away immediately. I had that Bill, that Bill W. moment, but I still wouldn't put the food down. And I remember saying to my sponsor, you know, I'm not hungry. I don't feel like I'm on a diet. That was it. I wasn't on a diet anymore. I was beginning to have my spiritual experience. And, of course, with step four and five, it became even more evident. And as I got through the steps, I understood Today, I am so serene, and I'm so grateful to this program. 
everyone that comes and shares and teaches me along with my higher power what it means to finally be other-centered. And the gifts of this program are remarkable. I thank all of you for being here and helping in my recovery. And Lord, please help all those still suffering like I was that just couldn't become selfless. With that, I will pass and say, everyone have a great day unless you've made other plans. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Okay, up next, we're going to hear from Pamela P. Pamela, you'll be followed by Rick J. Go right ahead, Pamela. Yeah, hi. This is Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you. The amazing meeting, great meeting. So, um, yeah, I definitely believe that God cared for me and loves me. Um, I was introduced to God when I was a child. My mom had mental problems, and uh, I was seven years old, and he was my friend. Everybody used to say he imaginary friend, but I know he was real. And a lot of things I've been through, I've been a child of um, pedophile ring for two years of my life. Um, I was in the human trafficking with the adult industry, and I had eating disorder, and God still loved me. He had not stopped his love. And concerning this disease, um, right now, i in a lot of pain because um, I had a hand strain or something from the gym, I believe, and I'm just going through the pain with God. And I am eating a little more than usual. I eat in certain food that nervous me. But you know, I'm not, I'm not giving up because I know that God loves me, that God did for me, He loves me, and He wants the best for me. So I'm just keep coming. I'm never giving up before the miracle happened. I keep coming back, and you know, it, it get hard sometimes with this disease. Um. Yeah, you just can't give up because God never give up on us, not even once. So I'm just trying. So just for today, I'm, I am having problems of restricting eating right now and, and I'm a lot of pain. So the food is giving me a false sense of comfort right now. But I'm not overly indulging, binging. So I thank God for that. So once I get rid of certain food, I'm going to pray to God for that. I'm going to definitely make my call, talk to my sponsor, and use the fellowship to my best of my ability. And to pray for that recovery that I had 2020. That was one of the best recovery I had. And it's been hard to get to that level. All my recovery hadn't been that strong lately. Um, so don't never give up on yourself because God will never win. And I thank God for my partner being patient. It's not easy living with a person with eating disorder, especially with PTSD and other areas. And the last thing is God don't want us to be perfect. He just want us to be willing, willing to accept him. That's all he wants. I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Pamela. Okay. Up next, we're going to hear from Rick J. Rick, you'll be followed by Karen. Go right ahead, Rick. Uh, good morning. Uh, thanks so much for your service. My name is Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. Yes, indeed. Um, my maker, as I understand him, and I want to just say how grateful I am 
that again, this is God as I understand him. Um, this is my conception. This is where I've come to at a place where this power greater than myself that I got to in, in step two, this belief system that I don't even have to understand. So it can be God as I don't understand him. It's fine. But it's something that I can come to terms with. This is me. This is where I got to in step two. And now if I've gotten to this place where this power greater than myself that I absolutely believe in or believe that it transformed you, I believe it can transform me um, because I was powerless. I had nothing. I had nothing. So a power greater than myself was crucial. And now we're just flowing, flowing from step two, this power greater than ourselves that we on our own have come to terms with and can believe in in our own way. We're just going to turn everything over. Everything that I have, that bondage of self that has blocked me from this power all my life, my hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity, all my old beliefs, my old ideas, my conception of reality, the way I see myself, my place in this world, and I'm giving everything. I'm just throwing it out on the table, and I'm shoving it over and just say, here, you got it. You, whatever you want to do with it, it's yours. It's unconditional. It's unconditional. My self-will tends to scream and shout and roar and bellow, demand and judge. And God just gently whispers. It just, just whispers. And I have to quiet all that noise to hear the reality and the unconditional love and the whispering of God for me. Last thing I'll share is that I've just, it tickles me anytime I see an exclamation point in the big book. And it, you know, the last sentence of the prayer, may I do thy will always, exclamation point. <laughs> I still struggle with that. You know, and that's why every day, all day, I'm working this step. I used to feel like it was a one and done prayer, and it's it's fine. Whatever works for anybody, you know, and I understand that. But for me, Generally when I wake minded. up, my self-will is getting ready to start that screaming and shouting, and I can let go and let God today without a pass. Thanks, Rick. Okay, up next we'll hear from Karen. Karen, you'll be followed by Laura. Go right ahead, Karen. Hmm, maybe I didn't hear a Karen. Karen, are you there? Sorry, I'm here, Karen. Okay, go right ahead. <laughs> I'm new, so I pressed the wrong number and started sharing. Uh, Karen uh, from Canada. Uh, Grateful, I guess, compulsive overeater. Um, new on Saturday, happy to have a sponsor, happy to be an absent eater since then, happy to plan my meals, happy daily to offer myself to thee and uh, yeah, build with me and do with me as thou wilt. Um, I'm 63. I, my favorite number is 63. And when I heard page 63, I had to share. <laughs> I, um, I'm all new to this. I'm working the steps. I uh, have um, just sort of come into grips with who I am as an eater and looking at my past, looking at my childhood, looking at my compulsions, 
and certainly looking at how God can help me get through this. And um, I don't know why I eat. I don't know if any of us do. Um, I can only talk about myself, but I do realize that, you know, being a compulsive overeater isn't a healthy thing to be. And I do want to treat myself better. I definitely want to let myself be led by God. I was new to 12-step just a little over a year ago. And I've been through the steps, and I really appreciate uh, so much about 12-step. And uh, I I did try to go on your website on the meeting info here, and it took me to some place to get my eyes checked. Well, that was funny. But um, I just think, you know, turning our lives daily over to God and being led and being willing to be led and to allow God to help us um, you know, relieve the bondage of ourselves. It's just so beautiful. Um, I know I can't take away my difficulty, so if I do turn it over to God, um, that's helpful. I, I share with my sponsor, you know, I usually have willpower when it comes to eating and, and only, um, you know, binge occasionally on whatever, you know, if I made a batch of cookies, I could eat half of them or, or whatever. And you know, I, I don't even like the feeling of when I eat too much. And I don't do it that often, you know, those holidays during the year. And and when I do binge on eating too much food, I guess for me, um, it's like, why did I do that? Well, I guess now I know I, I'm a compulsive overeater that, you know, doesn't even want to admit that. Um, I don't really know what else to say. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would love for me to <clears throat> just be a normal eater and I gentle reminder thank you for that um and I'll pass okay thank you Karen glad you hopped on all right up next we're going to hear from Laura um go right ahead Laura I think it was Laurel B um I'm Laurel B from Chicago Illinois go right ahead um, Laurel Thank you. I believe the third step prayer is all about surrender. I'm basically asking my my God, who I've come to believe in, in the second step, to help me overcome my addictions and help me change my life. As an addict, I tend to take back my will in my life and my shortcomings, and this prayer serves as a good tool to reinforce my surrender on a daily basis, so I usually say it on my knees in the morning with Sometimes you have to go throughout the day and remind myself of it, too. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you for your service. Thank you, Laurel. Uh, Linda D., I did not do my math correct. If you want to hop on for just a few seconds, go right ahead. Mimi P. in Oklahoma. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. I'm from Connecticut, and I'm so relieved that you guys are there. I woke up nuts. Nuts, nuts, crazy, in the middle of the night, angry. Why was I angry? Who the hell knows? I'm a human being. I have all kinds of emotions. Uh, What am I going to do with them in the middle of the night? I damn well better remember that I have a killing disease, and it will kill me. And I have to cooperate with it by participating in self-hate. And I... Pass with that. Thank you for the opportunity to get well one more day. 
Okay. Thanks so much, Linda, for being willing just to come on for a couple of seconds. I definitely didn't do my math well there. All right. So I want to thank everybody who shared today. I want to invite you to join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Thursday, February 23rd, is 19,991. That's 19991. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Martha Z. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Go right ahead, Martha. Thank you, Renee. Good morning, my friends in recovery. I'm Martha Z., compulsive overeater living in recovery um, from outside of Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.